Blessings, beloved. Connie here again, and uh, welcome to day two of the 2024 uh, anniversary reading of Telecom's Ascension. And today we are covering passages six through nine, and Telecom is here with me, waiting impatiently for me to begin. And now he's alert. Okay. Six. Faithful or destiny. As I connected in with Telecom's life force energy and higher consciousness, my moral purpose transformed into cries to the heavens. Oh God, what do I do now? As I started to understand the magnitude of the quest I had begun. Like the fool on the first tarot card, I stepped off a precipice of what would become an infinite journey. And as I'm sure you'll see, if you haven't already, this was um, sometimes in life we do things and we don't realize, we don't even understand the magnitude of it. And that moment when I uh, went in astral projection form or you might would could, uh, could call it uh, remote viewing. When I went in to look at Telecom, he saw me. <laughs> I was just going to go take a look. Hey, what's going on with Telecom? But so, and he's still here with me today, and he is quite a character. Um, so um, just a little side note so that y'all know, um, he doesn't, he, he said, go ahead and use the word bother. He doesn't bother me uh, all the time now in his need or a need. He said, I'm living the good life now. And uh, he is here during these readings. Um, well, he's saying for lots of different reasons. So there are lots of different reasons why we do what we do, right? And he's like, let's just have fun. Move on with it, Connie. So here we go. He's like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's a lifelong journey, blah, blah, blah. Poor pitiful little Connie. <laughs> he's making fun of me. Okay, okay. All right. Ascension Seeds. I always know what I can handle and how to wait when needed. And so I would advise, uh, yeah, just be cautious, you know, go forward um, deliberately and seek out wisdom and knowledge when needed. You know, I was just all over the place. And, and so, um, you know, I learned right then uh, to be careful of my commitments and of my astral traveling and to respect uh, other people's privacy. And I learned a lot by dealing with telecom. And uh, we do need to be courteous of all life forms and respect their boundaries, respect their privacy and their wishes as we are ascending along with the earth just because we can do a thing doesn't mean that we should do a thing. Part two, living telecom. Seven, finding telecom. 
I thought I knew what to expect from an orca. However, over the year that we toured together, there were countless surprises of Tillicum's natural character and state of mind in store for me. I found him full of the unexpected and a powerful force of nature. He was no ordinary well, merely living by the calling of inner instincts to go here or there in the world's oceans. He was raised to be what humans expected, taught to live the showman's life. His natural tendencies were repressed for the mighty dollar. Ascension Seeds. I am amazed at creation. So I'm just checking in to see if there's a message to go along with uh, the seventh passage that we just read. And I'm getting no to continue. Eight, deep hurts. I found him enclosed in a cement pool. He lay nosed up to a water level ramp. He ignored me, rolling big black eyes. But when I approached him and asked his permission to touch his head, to my surprise, he vehemently acknowledged me. And what he was showing me uh, was he had he said that this memory, this happening is a part of the Akashic records. It's a part of the energetic fields of Earth and that it's there. It cannot be denied, but it can be reasoned with. What do you want? Aren't you afraid I'll eat you? He spouted. I could feel many deep hurts in his reply. He expected I would demand something of him and give him nothing in return. Even food was not a temptation to him anymore. Bitterness was his contingent. Unbridled sympathy swelled my soul and tears salted my face. I let him feel my heart of how concerned for him I was. And he's wanting me to tell you that he can do that. He could feel my heart and he could feel my heart now and he sees my heart even now. And he's telling me that you have animal totems in your life, possibly your pets, your beloved pets that can see inside of your heart. They can sense your emotion. They know. They can see. They're more intelligent than you may understand or know or comprehend. He finally looked at me. He answered my concern with a little more reserve with, you may touch me. I gently laid my energetic hand on his ponderous head. Then my thoughts exploring his mind, I embraced him and he perceived me. We were transfixed for some moments, getting to know and trust, no harm, no expectations, just being ourselves with one another. I judged his health, sensing the length and width of his girth, discerning a dark mass in his stomach. I reached out energetic killing hands towards the suspicious spot. Without warning, he suddenly thrust me aside and scorned me. You may look, but do not touch. What is mine, I will keep to the end. Now, he was kind of feeling sorry for himself, and he wanted to end his life. And um, I just feel like it's very important, beloved. And and so I'm in, right now I'm in contact with, uh, for those of you who know me, I channel, because I'm an open channel, I channel all uh, sorts of high vibrational loving beings and a part of the group of beings that I channel are over souls and those who are, um, you know, like my over soul is in what I call the beehive. 
And quite possibly, if you're watching this, your oversoul is a part of the beehive. These souls that are monitoring uh, your life and they're there to help you. So I just wanted to remind you because they're coming through right now as a chorus and they're saying to encourage you to embrace your life. You have options. Tillicum, poor baby Tillicum, he did not have any options. You have options. And your oversoul and high vibrational loving beings, ascended masters, angels can guide you into your perfect life. Don't give up. I was astounded by his mentalities. He was conscious of his internal ailments and embraced them as a way to end his pain and suffering. With guardedness, I investigated further inside his body, examining he was sick unto death. Many parts of him were black as night, and he let the darkness dwell to devour him. And so the other thing that's coming to me, and again, these are coming from the oversouls. Possibly your oversoul is telling me to tell you and encourage you that element that you have, don't embrace it. Don't let it just take over and control your life. Do what you can to heal it. Manifest healing in your life. And if it is to be the end of this life, know that you are an eternal soul and that the experiences that you're having right now in this life, you're going to take with you into another life. So live as victoriously as you can in each moment. Bringing in love, energetic healing. And I'm just, uh, so I was going to send you a blessing, but the oversouls are here and they're saying, no, we want them to make contact with their higher self and their higher intuitions and their higher knowings to know how to treat their ailments and to take care of themselves and to use positive power statements and the ascension seeds that they can bring into their life for living the best life possible. Ascension seeds. I see my inner workings. And I am in touch with myself. And the oversouls are clapping, applauding, and they're saying yes. And Tillicum is saying, yes, do this. Yes, do this. He's saying, I wish that I had done that. He's like, even though I didn't have a good quality of life and comparatively, and even you would say that I had a terrible life, but it could have been better. And he's remembering some of the other uh, performers at the Sea World, you know, the other animals. And he's remembering the dolphins in particular and um, some of the other uh, uh, sea life that they just took it easy and they just enjoyed their place. And he's like, yes, I was so big, but I could have had a better quality life. They, and he's saying they might have treated me better if I had been nicer to them. And there are all kinds of lessons he's telling me that he um, now, hindsight looking, 
can learn, know, and understand about how our responses and actions to the things and the people in our life and the events that happen to us can manifest more positive or more negatively depending on our interaction and our outlook and our thoughts and our positive thinking and getting in touch with our higher self, our oversoul, who knows the whole purpose of our life, can help us live that quality life, the best life that we can live on purpose. Nine, ancient memory bank. And Tillicum's going, woohoo, here we go. <laughs> he likes this part. He says, I like this part. The Blackfish documentary presumed a whale's large brain harbored a profoundly sentient being. Indeed, upon my astral arrival, the perceptions I witnessed were ancient, far exceeding the scope of his 30-plus Earth years. Unrecognized retrospection housed in mind matter of his lineage's creation, an old encrypted historical program stored within the whale's memories. And it's so funny. He's like standing there with his arms like this and like all proud. <laughs> and every now and then he'll nod his head with, yes, that's true. <clears throat> so the revelation stored within his mind took us both back. And he's telling me that he's still, but because we did this in this life, that he knows that now. And so in the life that he's living now, he's accessing his memory bank. He's, and he's again, he's showing me how proud he is of himself and that how, yes, it was a tough life, but look what I've learned to do. <laughs> Go inside my mind and see what's there. So, um, we've get, we, um, so we gave space to one another, both in deep reflection. What could this mean? We thought to one another and ourselves. Because remember, we were both like, I was in over my head. I did not know what I was doing, what to expect. And neither did he. Like, we just kind of, we took it on faith that we were communicating with each other and, and just dealing with things as they came up. I requested his permission to investigate further. He hesitantly agreed. We met in the essence of his mind's eye, heart, and soul. Because, see, he still wasn't ready to give up his impending death, even though it would be a year later uh, that he would suffer. And, and maybe, and he's saying yes, that my attention to him and... Um, the guardians that came were a part of what helped him to live so much longer because he wanted to learn. He wanted to learn those lessons so that he could take them with him, even though at the time, neither one of us really realized that that would be the results and what would happen. We didn't know then that I'd be standing here reading from his book and channeling messages from him. So together with the contact, we were instantly transported to a faraway pastime. And again, this was not something that either one of us did on purpose. It just happened, which goes to show, you know, I don't know. Um, I've had pets and 
where you just have that instantaneous connection to them. And uh, you've lived past lifetimes with them, possibly. Some of the pets that you've had in your life, possibly one that you have with you right now. I was a female mare person, and he a female well. We acknowledged each other and swam together. And it goes to show that uh, in times past, in history's times past, that maybe the, the, there weren't as many barriers between uh, species that we see now because we were taken back to a way far back time where even though we, we were both in the ocean, but we were di- different species, but we were friends. We swam together. And um, I guess we're seeing that even with our pets in our life now, right? And, and how many of us are connecting in with nature, all of nature, even the trees. And, and uh, we feel a connection that we don't understand. And so this is what happened. And uh, it was just spontaneous that, okay, hmm. And so we acknowledged each other and we swam together. It was a time before time. At that time, there was no humankind, only the species of the seas and those living breeds who met with an unconscious desire to travel onto sporadic, moist, sandy islands that formed the humble beginnings of ocean banks and creatures rising out of the sea to move on dry lands. I explored rocks and cliffs in the vision we received, but felt more at home in the sea. Female Tilikum was my constant companion Shehe popping up amongst the water edges to see what I was doing on drying lands. After eons, an island city appeared from the receding waters. It was a magnificent city, formed of gold pillars, pearl floors, quartz crystal walls, and other precious earthly minerals. There was a race of people there, the first people. However, they were not from this earth from this watery uh, world, but of the heavens. They glowed brightly with white light. It was still time before time was upon the earth. No moon or sun shone brightly, only a constant gray haze, making the first people brighter than the sky. So I'm being asked to pause there for a moment. So the message coming through is from my higher self, my oversoul, CC star seeds, and a little bit about the way that works is my oversoul is in the beehive on the other side of the earth veil and gravity. My higher self is inside of me getting and channeling messages and my physical body chooses to show up and let my higher self and my oversoul give messages and the message that Uh, my oversoul wanted me to give you about this is that we know not the formations of the earth in our conscious mind, but in our subconscious mind, we can access those. And, but there are some people and there are some species of animals who are allowed to or know how to cross over into that veil. And Connie is one of those to get the information about Earth's history and human history 
and the evolvement and evolving of the earth cycles. And there have been multiple uh, cycles of her earth history. And even off planet, there are other earth-like planets in different realms or dimensions or strings that are... um, also accessible and might be confused with being an earth life, this planet earth life, when it was on another planet, but earth like. So back to the reading. The vision within Tilikum's memory banks continued for us. The illuminated ones called to those of us who would come. And over expansive times in my soul's evolutionary chronicle, I left the ocean's mindfulness behind. Tilikum and I knew from our observations that land animals had succeeded from water life forms. At the same time, wells and other sea life kind continued as the keepers of the histories of the oceans, the memories of the earth time forming. And Tilikum is wanting me to tell you that... Uh, and he's using the word informed, he wants me to inform you that his kind originated actually in in other uh, life forms on this planet, originated and came from other planets and were relocated to here, to this planet Earth and to this time cycle And that he understands and knows this and can access those lifetimes as well. And he's showing me, you know, like um, the ocean waters uh, in one particular lifetime were a different color. And they're showing he's showing me like it was a red glow, uh, a red glow. Yes, a glow. He's saying yes, a glow to the uh, that planet's waters and um, he's showing me that when he looked up into the night sky or up into the sky because he's telling me it wasn't really a day and a night like we understand it here on this earth but on that planet the sky looked completely different and um, so yeah okay so that was the end of that I thought maybe he would give us a further explanation but he's like no go on With our discoveries, Tilikum and I quarried into current time and our futures. What could we do, if anything, to create a better framework of life for all life forms? And, beloved, we just quarried at this time. We were just like, oh, what can we do with this? Oh, wow, we're both overwhelmed. Oh, wow, look, you know. Oh, we were in shock. But, we got to do something with this to whom much knowledge is given then much is expected. And we both felt like there was a reason for us meeting and that it wasn't just a chance happening and that we had to do something with it. Do you have any people or things and events and things that happen in your life? I mean, I know for me that even this lifetime and the trials and the tribulations and the things I've gone through, they've made me who I am. They've made me made it possible for me to stand here before you and to share these adventures with you. But it hadn't always been that way, beloved. 
I didn't start consciously doing that until I was 48, 49 years old. How about you, beloved? Are you doing that in your life? Are you consciously creating starseeds of love and light in your life? Ascension seeds. I am learning and growing in wisdom and knowledge every day. And I would challenge you to make a list, beloved. What are you doing today to help you grow in ascension? And one little tip, beloved, is right now by listening to this. So you could write in your journal, listen to Telecom's Ascension and learn about the earth and the wells and the waters and my emotions and how I can live a healed and healthy life. And and I'm getting the picture again. Let me see who is giving this picture to me. So I'm not sure. So, oh, so this picture is coming in from the Christ consciousness and Jesus and Jesus is is saying, oh, and Heavenly Father is coming in with him and saying, I see every tear, but I'm, I'm seeing crying. I see every time that you cry, every tear that you've ever shed. And yes, it could fill buckets. And I've seen every one. And every one is a pearl of truth. Every tear that you've ever shed. Believe that. Seek and you shall find the light of love and healing. Until next episode, blessings, beloved. Blessings to all of you who tuned into this broadcast. May you be eternally blessed every day in every way, coming and going. A quick reminder. You can find secure links to everywhere we are sharing messages and Ascension Seeds activation codes at our website, www.ccstarseeds.me.